0: Welcome back to another episode of 2X, the podcast where I help you scale your business twice as fast by sharing concise and specific tips around both business and leadership. Today, I wanted to talk about purpose discovery. This is a common topic that has come up quite a few times in a few different interviews with guests on my show. Uh, So let's dive right into it. Uh, First off, the the most common thread that I want to kind of hone in on is uh, the debate between the importance of understanding your purpose, pursuing your business purpose versus going after opportunities. Uh, I want to first say that they are not mutually exclusive. You, As you pursue your purpose, you also want to be able to have a good eye for opportunity and be able to capture it with the right timing and with the right resources available as well. Uh, same goes the other way. You can definitely pursue opportunity as long as it speaks to your, your personal purpose or your personal mission. So let's dodge back uh, a notch. Uh, some people don't even know where to begin when it comes with uh, when it comes to purpose discovery. Not everyone comes out the gate, graduates, and knows what their their true calling in life is. So, uh, how do you go about starting out in that journey? I'd say first off. Uh, if you've read a lot of personal discover uh, personal development books, if you've seen a lot of videos, you probably noticed that this is a common trend and everyone seems to be talking about purpose, purpose, purpose. But I want to first acknowledge number one, it's not easy to find your purpose. It's not something that happens overnight. You don't meditate, you know, go for a, for a retreat, try some ayahuasca and come out and you know what your purpose is. So, how do you go about with this? And I'd say it's more of a journey. It's a bit of self-discovery, a bit of reflection, uh, possibly also a little bit of self-deception and self-convincing, right? So um, here's at least what I've learned. So number one is, uh, let, let's talk a bit about why purpose, and then I'll talk a bit about how to kind of discover your purpose. So why do I say purpose is important? And, and you might hear this in other courses, other speakers as well, is having a core purpose helps you understand at least on a base level, what you're aiming for, what your destination is. <clears throat> and a simple analogy to think of this in a business sense is if you have a company mission or company purpose, which usually will, will be similar to your personal uh, purpose or mission as well, your your purpose is your destination. So you might say like, you know, I'm driving from let's say, you know, Vancouver to Seattle, Washington. Right? So your destination, Seattle, Washington, that is your purpose. And as you go about on that drive, then what you are finding is you may occasionally run into roadblocks. There may be certain problems. Maybe a a road is closed. There was a landslide those kind of things. And that's like the challenges in life. And what happens is when you face those challenges, you don't give up. You know what your destination is. If you turn around and go back to Vancouver, you know, that's abandoning your purpose, right? Uh, if you find a different way, if you take an alternate route, uh, that's what we call in a business sense, you are pivoting the business. You're making a change, but you're still going towards that same destination. So uh, since we're talking a bit about pivots, in the business world, you want to make sure that as you make or explore pivots, you're not just throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks. Because we as entrepreneurs, we have an easy tendency to have what we call shiny object syndrome. We tend to see new technology and we think, oh, no one else is doing this. I see an opportunity in this, I wanna pursue it. So how do you differentiate that shiny object syndrome versus being gritty and kind of staying on that path, but trying and experimenting different ways in order to achieve the outcome that you desire? I would say it's by grounding those pivots in number one, in your purpose, and then number two, in the things that you're learning. Don't just try random things. You want to have some level of informed decision. You might say like, oh, we're we're noticing that, let's say, Facebook is not working because our target audience, Gen Zs, don't really use Facebook anymore. Therefore, we're going to pivot to using TikTok as a distribution channel, right? Makes sense? So, you make your pivots based on uh, what you've learned and number two, you're, you're you're grounding your pivots on your your purpose therefore you're still moving in the same direction towards that same destination you know you're not running a self-driving car company and then the next day you're pivoting to dealing with AI and chatbots. It's not that different. so you're you're trying to find what is the best way for me to get to my destination uh you know not being overly attached to the route that you're taking, And number two, your means of transportation as well. So your means of transportation, a a simple way of viewing that is kind of like, what are you doing in order to achieve or reach that destination, that purpose? So it may be that you find that, okay, it's starting a business. Maybe that is the way that you accomplish or fulfill that purpose. Maybe starting a business, not for everyone. Maybe you realize that you can contribute the same level of, um, can achieve the same level of contribution by working in a nonprofit or maybe it's true working in a in a corporation. So don't be overly attached to what that manifestation of that medium is if you know what your purpose is. as long as you are getting to your destination, then who really cares if you go by boat by plane or by car, right? Uh, obviously the the faster you can reach your destination, the better. but again, like in this day of instant gratification, you need to be able to be mindful about what is available to you. What are the resources available to you and be patient if you need to be kind to yourself. So that's one analogy I like to use to think about how do I approach purpose and and how do I use it in a business kind of context? So, you know, maybe you, you launch a program, you find that the market doesn't respond well to that. Maybe you pivot, maybe you launch an app instead. And if the market responds well to an app, then that is your medium, that's your transportation that's that's gonna get you to your destination, Makes sense? All right, so um, on that, that vein of deciding whether or not to pivot, whether or not to make changes, uh, another thing you will typically kind of debate about with yourself is, am I being gritty enough? Am I persevering or am I just being too stubborn? So another easy way to distinguish between the two is that I would say you're stubborn if you're doing something that you know doesn't work. Uh, If you're trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, then that is being a bit stubborn. Uh, Grit, on the other hand, is you are still holding that same mission uh, in place in in your heart, and you're trying different things. You're experimenting, right? So be be open to experimentation. Be open to learning. Make sense? So, yeah. Now let us talk a bit about how do we move on to try and discover their purpose. So like I say, it's not something that happens easily. I'd say some people are very fortunate that they stumble across their purpose and they they discover it earlier rather than others. Um, I don't think I have a magic bullet to the answer, but I, I'll i try to give uh, some high-level advice or some observations that I've made, at least both through my experience working with entrepreneurs, but my own journey as well. And also through what I've learned through the many books that I've read and all the mentors that I work, that I've worked with. So I'd say, number one, with purpose, uh, usually, purpose will change and evolve over time. If you find something else that you're passionate about, uh, it is okay to move from one thing to another. So your purpose is not static, it's dynamic. Uh, The other thing to be mindful about with purpose is the the more you try, the more you experience, the, the closer you are to figuring out what it is. So don't be afraid to expose yourself to as many things as possible. Um, and then the, the 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 last thing that I found work, works quite effectively is that uh, instead of trying or putting in too much effort to figure out what your purpose is, what I usually encourage the people that I, I coach with is uh, focus more on understanding yourself, understanding your values, and true values, discovery, and understanding, you will tend to be able to more easily identify opportunities that resonate and align with your values And that will usually move you in the right direction towards figuring out what your purpose is. So I'll give you an example. Uh, So this does bleed into the topic of value discovery. So let's talk a bit about values. Uh, Values here, when I say values, I'm not usually talking about, like let's say in a business sense, I'm not talking about what value do you bring to your customer. I'm talking about the values of a business, more on the cultural level. So uh, let me give you an individual example. So let's say if I am someone who values security? Who values health? Who values family? Because maybe you know, I'm, I'm a forty-year-old father. I have um, two kids at home, and I want to keep fit, right? Uh, and, and if those are the base foundational values that drive me, then every time I evaluate an opportunity, it makes sense for you as the listener now to understand why I'm making the de- the decisions that I'm making, right? So let's say if I I Apply for a job at a startup. Uh, if knowing your, my values, you'll probably know that a startup is not the ideal kind of uh, career for me because maybe startups are highly risky. There's no good work-life balance. I'm I'm working you know all day every day, and I don't have time for both fitness and family. And there's no job security there, so there's no stability. Therefore, you know I'm I'm more driven to typically seek out more stable type types of employment. Makes sense? So knowing or understanding someone's values, both for yourself, but also as you, as a business owner, understanding both your customer or your client's values, it helps you really understand what are the motivational factors that actually drive their decision-making. So if you understand what values the, a person has, you'll understand what their pros and cons are. You understand how they they weigh things, what is more important to them versus what is less important to them. Right? So, By understanding your values then, you can then start to pursue the opportunities that are aligned with those values, or you can start to work with clients that align with those values. And then on the other side of things, reject the opportunities or um, let's say even clients or customers that you find uh, are the polar opposite of your values. right? So not to say that you want to reject every opportunity, but if you find that you know that this is not going to be aligned with your values and maybe it's even the opposite of it and you are really against it. At the end of the day, if you end up saying yes to too many things, then you're also saying no to some other opportunities that you miss as well. So that is one thing that I found helped me in that process of going out, understanding how to navigate what opportunities to go after and understanding how to move closer towards uh, my purpose. So I'll give you my, my purpose discovery journey in a second. Uh, but I, I just want to say like I've I've seen firsthand myself where I've deliberately said no to certain opportunities that don't align with my values. And because I've said no to them, I've been able to uh accept other opportunities that better align with my values because now I'm not tied into those commitments that I would have said uh that that I would have been tied to if I said yes. Make sense? So uh my, my discovery journey. I just want to share it as an example, but I don't think everyone goes through the same process. So in my case, uh, I would say I I did not start out knowing what my purpose or mission is. And it it has changed over time. Uh, When I was in high school, my kind of dream dream or mission at the time was to go into business. But coming up and being raised in a very conservative Asian family, I was push more towards the academic side of things. Uh, And my parents always wanted me to go into the the science streams. So in in Malaysia, at least, um, there there are two main streams. You have arts and the sciences. And in the arts, it's more things like business, arts, home economics, those kind of things. And then in in science, you learn more like, you know, the typical science subjects, biology, chemistry, physics, math, those kind of things. So being someone who was passionate about business, uh, but being also a smart kid, my parents pushed me to go into science. You know, In retrospect, that was a good thing because I I would say a lot of the high school level curriculum around arts were not really the kind of business curriculum that you're looking for anyways. So having gone into the sciences, uh, I, I then shifted my kind of mission or my ambition. Uh, and as a naive high schooler, I was actually hoping that I would one day eventually be the kind of person who would win a Nobel Prize. So you may laugh at that, but anyways, The point is, uh, coming out of high school, I went into university, I delved myself into uh, biopsychology, uh, cognitive psychology. So at the time, I was really keen on research. And coming into my fourth year, doing my thesis, uh, working with PhD students, working in a lab, I found that a lot of the stuff around psychology, uh, especially the research side of things, was not something that I aligned with. And the reason why I saw that was because I found that a lot of the research was typically tweaked in order to uh, prove or meet the thesis of the, the PhD student in charge of the research. Because you know, if you've been spending six, seven years working on a thesis, you want, it, you want to be able to see results. You don't want to be able to come out the other side and say, oh, actually, you know what? This was a useless thesis. There's no results coming out of it. So because there was that drive to skew results, I found that a lot of research was uh, inauthentic, so to speak. And that kind of drove me away from the science side of things. So therefore, I moved into going into business. And at the time, not knowing what my values or my purpose is, I said, hey, where, where can I start if I want to learn about business? And probably what's the most valuable skill to develop? So I want you to notice this. I'm making the most out of the time that I have. I'm not just saying like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Therefore, I'm going to just sit on my ass and do nothing. I said, okay, I want to go into business. I don't know what business yet. Uh, What skills can I develop? That's what I started with. So at the time I said, hey, uh, sales is probably the best place to start because every business person has to learn how to sell something be it selling to your customer, but also selling your culture to your team members or selling your vision to any investor that you bring on board. So I I set up in my career in sales. And then through that, started to continue to develop myself, learn a lot about personal discovery. And that's where I started to to, to read a lot of books and, and learn about... Uh, both defining your purpose, but also defining your values. And one exercise in Tony Robbins' book, Awaken the Giant Within, actually really stood out to me. So he talked a bit about values. And when I went through that exercise, uh, I started to see, okay, these are my core values. And in hindsight, looking at my core values and my career, I I started to realize why I did the things that I did and why I'm moving in the direction that I'm moving. So if you want a quick rundown on an exercise, What that exercise is, is basically uh, Tony says, list down 10 things that, 10 values that you think resonate with you. So these could be values like being adventurous, being playful, um, you know, being kind, being authentic, uh, you know, family, um, growth, contribution, Whatever, whatever you think you care about. There's no right or wrong answer. Everyone cares about different things. So list down 10 of those, those values that you care about. The next step in Tony's exercise is to rank those values from one to 10. And the easiest way to do that if you're struggling is if you take two values and you compare them against each other. So if you have both uh, adventure and you have security on your list of 10 values, if you put adventure against security, which one is more important to you? And naturally, as you start to rank these values, you'll have a list of one most important all the way to 10 least important. And what you then do as a next step is you look at your top three values. And the reason why top three is because usually at any given time, uh, values, again, they're they're dynamic as well. They can shift over time, but generally you only have the capacity to focus on your top three core values. So uh, once you know what your core values are, then it helps you understand why you make decisions that you make. So I look back at my career and I realized that, Oh, you know what? Everything that I did, my core values are growth, contribution and authenticity. So everything that I was doing, I, I like to seek out positions where I could grow, where I could learn new things. Uh, I like to be in a, in a place where I could also feel like I'm giving back as well, that I'm contributing, helping other people around me, rise up, helping other people around me learn. And then lastly, I, I don't like to bullshit. I like to be as authentic as possible. So that was kind of my my modus operandi, so to speak. And through going through that, I saw, okay, this is why I actually didn't like some of the jobs that I was working in, because some of them did not fulfill some of those values that I had. And then this was why I liked other jobs that I worked in for quite a long time at a lower than usual pay, because those jobs actually spoke to my values a bit more and coming out of it I, I started to convince myself and i'd say this that's a part of also purpose discovery that i want to basically create a situation where i can constantly give back and learn at the same time but also just be myself therefore i have made it my, my mission to speak to education because education both helps me be in a position where i can learn but also in a position where i can contribute and i get to be myself right? So as a business owner in education and what in education is my purpose, I've narrowed that down to education in the kind of soft skill space in personal development, because I feel that a lot of um, traditional education out there is very hard skill focused. If you look at a university, they teach you skills, how to be a plumber, how to be an engineer, how to be a scientist, whatever it is, you learn very specific hard skills, but they don't tell you things like you know, how to how to build confidence, how to negotiate, you know, how to be a good leader. Uh, a lot of these are quote unquote fluffy, but I would say that if you go out into society, the level of success you see really depends a lot more on the soft skills rather than the hard skills. Soft skills are a bit harder to train. They take a lot more time to develop. And at the end of the day, because technology is evolving so quickly, uh, most people, when they graduate, they have to pick up all the hard skills from scratch anyways if you graduate having an experience uh you know let's say as a developer as a software programmer you find that whatever comp- company that hires you will train you on their stack of uh, technology software and language so at the end of the day I-, I found okay it was more meaningful to work on these soft skills because they're more enduring uh, there are things that are not taught in traditional institutions and they are things, skills and qualities that really help people grow a lot more both uh, personally but also in their career but also business-wise as well so that's kind of my purpose discovery journey uh, again like i say i i did not land on this on day one and it wasn't something that i immediately just latched onto when i when i thought about it as well so i had to over time through practice Uh, kind of convince myself that this is the direction that i want to go in and maybe you know maybe 20 years down the road i may have a completely different uh purpose and mission but what you will generally find is uh purpose and mission yes it can be dynamic yes it can change but once you have latched down onto it once you have found something that you believe resonates with you uh, it tends to be relatively stable Um, values on the other hand values same thing they're also dynamic Uh, But typically, once you pass your 20s, most of your values will also be relatively stable, uh, mostly because values are instilled upon you both through your upbringing and the environment that you're in as well. So as you navigate the world, as you see things that are unjust to you, that you uh, don't uh, feel is fair, or as you enjoy certain things and you start to figure out what you like, you start to develop your sense of values. And usually by by your 20s, that's when you have a good sense of what your, your baseline is. So yeah, that's kind of that journey through purpose discovery. Um, some other exercises that I can just throw out there in case people are wondering, like how else can I think about my values? How else can I think about purpose? Uh, some things that I've heard work quite effectively for different people. Uh, one is you can run an exercise where you ask your best friend, someone who knows you really well, uh, just sit down with them one-on-one and get them to tell you what they see in you. Uh, and that's mostly because objectively, people tend to be able to view your characteristics uh, in a more honest way. And sometimes you may be lying to yourself, not so much intentionally, but sometimes you may not be aware of some things that you are very passionate about. So get someone to, to give you that input. Uh, another thing that you can try is uh, some reflection. Think about people that you idolize. Think about characters on screen in movies that you uh, admire. They typically embody the values that you care about. Uh, and then a third exercise that you can also try is think about the things that really grind your gears, things that you are, um, that absolutely turn you off, that make you angry. And whatever those are, the opposite of that, those are your values. So if you find that, let's say, you know, um child trafficking that is something that you are absolutely against then you have the opposite of that so you care about uh, you know having justice in society right you care about let's say uh, equal opportunity and education for the young who knows so uh, on that sense then let me talk and shift gears more on purpose from a business perspective and kind of how do you use it in the workplace uh, and same with values as well so i i've seen a lot of content out there where they talk about purpose in business and, and same with values and i've seen a lot of companies try to implement them but i would say some don't do it the right way some do some don't uh, so i wanted to share at least my observations on, on that topic so when it comes to purpose discovery in a business or at least fulfilling a purpose in a business uh, usually it's a bit easier to define that in a business than on a personal level. The reason why being is that uh, you, in most cases, a business will exist to one of to do one of two things. So number one, the business will exist to serve a particular customer. Or number two, the business will exist to solve a particular problem. So because it's usually one out of two, uh, when you look at pivots, they t- tend to typically ground it be be grounded around either the customer or the problem. So I'll elaborate. So if your business is uh, out there to serve a specific customer. So for example, you say, Oh, I'm building a a hardware tech company to help seniors avoid falls, because this is a technology that will help them uh, and protect them when they are falling, because that's a common problem for seniors. As they, as they age, people tend to lose balance, those kind of things. So you may go out there and you would do your market testing. You might launch a product, you might do customer discovery, and you find that, let's say if seniors are not receptive to your solution, uh, but they are voicing some other problems that they care about more, then you are faced with the business decision. Do I want to focus on fall prevention or do I want to focus on this new information that I've learned about what seniors care about? So if your business is the former, if you care about the customer more, then you will latch onto the customer and you will solve this other problem that you've learned that they have, right? Maybe they care more about dating, then maybe you're creating Tinder for seniors, who knows? And then let's say if your business is the latter, if you care more about the problem, let's say fall prevention, you might say, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm not gonna serve seniors. I'm gonna find another segment. Let's say it might be Olympic athletes that are skiers. Uh, and for them, like, you know, a fall could ruin their career. Therefore, it's going to be a painful problem for them. I'm going to pivot my target customer segment and I will still solve the same problem, but for a different set of customers. So usually it's it's a bit clearer and simpler in that sense. Um, and that's typically how you look at a at purpose in a business. Uh, on the value side of things, a lot of people talk about values being the, the foundation of business culture. Uh, first thing I want to say is, obviously, you, you've seen and read or maybe even heard some people talk about how culture is not kind of superficial. Culture is not your pool table. It's not your foosball table. It's not, you know, coming to work at a certain time and leaving at a certain time. Those are more, I would say environmental aspects of culture. They're very basic. It's more about like the work environment itself. I would say the best way to think of values is if purpose is the why to your business, Values is the how. How do you get certain things done? And having the right alignment on values allows you to be in a situation where you don't have to micromanage and you can delegate work to both coworkers but also employees and be comfortable with them making the right decision for your ba- business because you know that they align on the same values. So uh, what does this mean and what does this look like? So number one, in terms of, I'll talk about some of the mistakes that business make. And then from there, you can kind of tease out what is the right way of approaching it. So number one is some businesses, when they think of values, they they list down you know like 10 different values. Again, same as personal values. Uh, In a business, in any organization, you won't have the capacity to focus on the top three. So you need to be super clear and super laser focused on what are the top three values for your organization. Define that and make sure that you really expand on it if one of your values is, let's say, um, environment, and you care about making the world a greener place, a better place, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to your customer? Elaborate on that because someone else may view environment very differently. They may care about very different aspects of the environment. Maybe it's not aligned with your business, right? So try to really define what your top three values are and expand on it and have people understand the definition of what those values mean. Once you have those core values, then the next step is how do you hire and screen for the right talent that actually has those values? You don't just simply ask me, I'll ask someone, you know, what does courage mean to you? Uh, or you know, what do you think are your core values and just get that person to speak back to you? So what you can find and tease out more in detail is I'll give you an example here. So if you, you, you need to know what you're listening for, so, if one of your core values is um, you know environment, and if you're interviewing a candidate and you say, "Hey, tell me about what you do uh, around volunteering for the for environmental causes." And if someone says like, "Oh, you know what? I, I recycle, um, you know I sort my plastics versus if another candidate says, oh, uh, I'm on this board for this company, I actively volunteer and I attend some of these events and I organize some of these events, you can obviously see that candidate B is better qualified. Not just because they're putting in more effort, but also they're more passionate about their value. Make sense? So you need to be able to train your HR representatives or your hiring reps or your recruiters to understand what they're looking for in candidates that have those values. It's not just saying like, oh, can you find me someone who is courageous? Like that is a bit too vague. Like what does it mean to be courageous in your organization, right? So once you have that, then it allows you to bring in people who are, I try to avoid the word like-minded because you're not going after groupthink, but you have people who are value aligned. And this then becomes a good mixing pot in your organization because as you run a company and as you expand, you, when you hire people and bring people to the team, You want people to have a diverse amount of experience, both in life experience, but also in work experience, because diversity brings in different perspectives and they can solve problems in different ways. They can come up with new ideas, right? You want diversity in skills because you don't want everyone to be a developer on your team. Neither do you want everyone to be a salesperson. You want people who can do different things so they complement each other. Make sense? But then on the value side, by having alignment on values these allows you and your team to approach a problem and people may come up with different ideas but at the end of the day all of the ideas that are on the table are going to be ideas that are value aligned and then that's where you can go out and test the ideas to figure out what is the best idea if you are not value aligned then you end up with people coming up with ideas that will actually cause more problems for the company than good so I'll give you one example. When I, when I was um, working for a telecom company, we had one rep that was our top sales rep for the entire company, but he was an absolute pain in the ass to deal with. And he would actually put off a lot of salespeople that he worked with because he he was good at selling, but it would almost be like that greasy salesman kind of thing. Like he would push customers to buy products that, that weren't a good fit for them. Uh, he would steal sales from other reps, right? He, w- he would be very, very aggressive. And at the end of the day, that's not a quality that you want, even though they're hitting those metrics, they're performing. uh, If they're not sharing the same values as the rest of your team or your company, then they're going to create a lot of friction. So make sure you find people who will not just achieve the objective at all costs, even at a negative cost. Uh, You want people who are willing to work towards the objective in a way that aligns with the rest of the team as well. Make sense? So yeah, I think uh, I'm going to pretty much wrap it up here. I think this should give you some foundation to understand how to approach both uh, purpose discovery, but also value discovery as well. Uh, so yeah, try it out, test different things and see what works for you. And like, I, I'd love to hear from you if you have any specific advice on this topic, if you want to share it with the audience, uh, do reach out. You can reach me at Chin, C-H-I-N, at classynawal.com, C L A S S Y N A R. W-H-A-L dot com. All right. Thanks again for tuning in.